0: Episode 122 of the 222 Podcast, brought to you by the good and apparently very patient people over at ClingersPubs.com. You'll find out why in just a second. Three great locations. Clingers on Carsonia. Clingers at the airport. Open daily and awaiting you. Clingers of Fleetwood hopefully will be open sometime soon. Someone told me that... The uh, construction wrapped up there It's in done. So- I drove
1: through there last week. Did you go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I looked at him like, damn Fleetwood.
0: So uh, hopefully that means Clingers of Fleetwood will be opening sometime real soon. Keep your eyes peeled on their Facebook page. All three locations have their own separate Facebook pages, and you can go to clingerspubs.com for all the information. The cool thing about the Facebook pages: not only will you be the first to find out when Clingers of Fleetwood is going to open back up, but... All these different locations have different entertainment on different nights, they have different specials, they have different new beers that arrive, so definitely want to keep an eye on each one of those locations' Facebook pages for all the updates, and like I said, all the hours of operation, I think menus and all that good stuff, mm-hmm, up on mm-hmm. ClingersPubs.com. Uh, couldn't do this show without them, so we sure do appreciate it. And uh, we love to go out there. And Robbie, last night, you took the family I did. out the to family Clingers. family and some friends. And... and he starts his story off by saying, yeah, we mm-hmm. don't have to, We ended up at Clingers last night. And I was like, great. He's like, I name-dropped.
1: <laughs>
0: now, when I, when I think of name-dropping, <clears throat> I think of throwing out someone else's name or... Maybe saying this, I've said this or I've had someone with me say this. I heard of this place from the 222 podcast, yep. but that's not the strategy that you took. Nope. I, uh, word for word, how did it go last night? And before you even tell me like how the conversation, how did you get to that point? So we had a great waitress. Her name was Leah. Okay. Like my wife. Like so that's, your wife. You
1: know, and she, we had Chase with. You know, Chase is a conversation starter. Yes. He's a kid. All babies, babies are babies, blah, 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 blah. And she was funny, and I was having a hard time deciding what I wanted to eat. So there's a the, the gag of the night. So I was the last one to order. We put in my wing order, Jackie Chan. By the way, ten of them. So you it. didn't know what you wanted, then you went back to the old favorite. Yeah. So I got the. But I'm like, come back. I might want an entree. You know, I'm like, I'm not sure. Yes.
0: So finally, they I, do have a wide variety of items on their menu. And
1: it was prime rib night, and I, but I've had so much meat last we'll week. We'll get into that. We'll Don't get worry. into that too. But, uh, so it was was a running gag. I didn't know what I wanted the whole night. So finally, I got the- Get ready, folks. You're about to gag yourselves. (laughs) I got the Pittsburgh salad.
0: What is the Pittsburgh salad?
1: It's- um, And by the way, how dare you? I know. But it had french fries and prime rib on it. (laughs) On a salad. So, uh,
0: (laughs) just just to backtrack- it was prime rib night, but I was like, I don't know if I want all that meat. Yeah. So let me get a salad, something lighter. But if you could go with some <laughs> french fries and some prime rib on top of it.
1: I didn't want an eight ounce. I'm not an animal. So I wanted like just a two ounce, a little serving. So That's like when
0: Shirk comes over to, <laughs> to poker night and he announces to everyone proudly, I'm going to have a salad. And then the salad arrives and it's a buffalo chicken salad with deep fried chicken Yeah, it all tenders. eats is a tenders. Yeah, <laughs> smeared in buffalo sauce and then the salad goes in the garbage. Yeah, I love it.
1: And so then, I'm like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not sure we're gonna be hungry because we all got appetizers and I got wings and I'm not. We all shared some wings. I'm like, I'm not be hungry for an entree. So I got the small salad. Here's the thing. I got, it was so full. I didn't even touch the salad. So that. So I put the salad right in the thing and it was just a joke. And did she's you eat like, the prime rib off the? top I did of the salad? it. I okay. eat anything. All right. And she's you know making fun of me because like all that time you know. Thank goodness. So the check comes and I go. Oh no. I can't. I, go, I can't look at you right now. I go, go ahead. I'm looking over here. I go. Do you know who I am? Oh Jesus. <laughs> she goes no um, i'm like have you ever heard of the 222 podcast <laughs> i know the answer goes, i know the answer no, no. <laughs> i go well you guys sponsor us and she goes really and then we got into a nice conversation i'm like you don't have to know who i am i just wanted you to know who i was though you don't have to know but you should check us out and and you know we had this hot conversation it was just funny and i really recommend going if you're going to go request leah as a waitress she's great and uh, she'll remember just say the bald guy who ordered the salad.
0: <laughs> I can't look at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> do you know who I am? Yeah. Now, who were you with last night?
1: I was with uh, my wife, my son, Chad, and Kirsten.
0: What did they say when you whipped this out? They just laughed. They just laughed.
1: My wife put her head down. And yeah, much you. like I did? Yeah, ju- almost like you did. I'm and- in my basement. There's no one around, <laughs> and, and I can't look at you. And of course, Chad, who would do the same thing because we have very similar personalities, he's like, this guy's. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and then hold on, uh, hold on, wait for this. Does it get worse?
0: Because I don't know if I can and, handle it. No, it
1: gets well. It gets better for you. Oh God. And 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 she goes, oh, so who did you do the show with? I go, uh, Mike Keller. She's like, I know Mike Keller. No, she did. I swear to God. She's like, we love Mike because she was there. Oh, for trivia. When you did trivia. Yes. Yes. And she's like, we miss, a lot of fun. We miss Mike and blah 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 blah.
0: So you should have led with that. Apparently.
1: Apparently, because <laughs> you don't know who the hell I am. <laughs> Well, they
0: don't. They don't know who I am from what I do. Oh no, there's they know from trivia, yeah, from trivia. From this thing I used to do one night yeah. a week.
1: But the, the you know, what the the most important thing is she knows who I am now. That's right.
0: There she you knows, go. You're the jerk store. She doesn't want to wait on anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. So hey, if, hey, that guy thinks he's a celebrity.
1: <laughs> so if you go to Clingers, for God's sakes, please say, don't even mention the 22 podcast. Just say no. the fat bald guy who didn't eat the salad. No.
0: Please mention the podcast. Oh, dude, mention Be the podcast. more specific. <laughs> Be more specific. But uh, I'm sure the Jackie Chan wings were delicious.
1: You know, I think their wings are getting bigger. Oh. I mean, see, like they came. They're like drumsticks now. They're huge. That's awesome. And the crazy thing is they're so crit. Like, usually when you get big wings.
0: Yeah, they're a little soggy. No. No.
1: And that's Leah's favorite. Not Leah, my wife. Leah, the waitress. That's yeah. her favorite flavor. too.
0: Everyone loves the Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. Every they, they really it's a, it's I think we've we've gushed about the Jackie Chan wings. It's just such a unique flavor wing,
1: and it's perfect because yeah. if you don't like spicy, 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 but a little bit, yeah. the ranch makes it good. But I do have one more story about clingers. Go ahead. So on the menu, they have featured wing flavor, mm-hmm. and then they have the rest of their <laughs> the rest of their. Their, um, flavors flavors varieties so and it was well it was I'm sorry it's it's the feature wing flavor and then there's featured specials okay and one was a red cherry sangria one was so ca- that's a drink yeah it's a drink okay Cajun fries and like, Ooh, fry, what's like Cajun fries it's like I don't know I didn't I don't even know what the Cajun I'm fries intrigued. are. and then one was like another like appetizer special so Leah goes I'm surprised you're not ordering the cherry sangria wings. And I'm like Leah, that's not a that's not a flavor. That's a no. Look, it's right here. And then Kirsten goes, "She's cute, isn't she?" I'm like, "Well, maybe I'll order the Cajun wings too, or maybe I'll order the like prime rib special wings." And you know, it was just it was funny because
0: that was a running gag too the whole night. Words are hard. She's cute. Can I have a uh, couple solo cups here? Uh, we're gonna jump into a uh, another uh, listener submitted beer. This is once again from our buddy Greg. Oh, okay. And uh, Two Locks Brewing. Huh. And they. uh Side note here, they were a part of the, uh, I guess it's PA Dutch Home Brewers Festival up at the Reading Lederkrantz okay. yesterday. Uh-huh. We're recording this on Sunday, so later in the week than yeah. normal. And uh, they did very, very well. There were 60-some home brewers up there, yeah, and it was a contest. Oh, okay. And they finished fourth. Oh, how great is that? That's awesome. Out of 60-some. And we've been having their beers wow. here on the podcast Forever. for how long? Yeah, yeah, Greg just dropped some off on Friday for me. This is their new experimental IPA. 5.7 uh, ABV. It's a flower, herbal, fruity. First run of a recipe in progress. Next run, will add more bitter. So, this is low on the bitter. Okay. So, he uh, purposely uh, and, and made the point that you would probably like this. Oh, wow. So I appreciate that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little, and it's a very dark IPA if you look at it.
1: Oh, it smells nice. It almost
0: has like a reddish color to it. And it's very floral. Yes.
1: Very floral s- smell.
0: Mm, it does smell really good. Mm. It smells very fruity, too. It does.
1: See, now that's an IPA I can get on board with.
0: That is very good. It's a very drinkable IPA. I could see how they might want to add a little more bitter to it, because I, I personally could add just a little more bitter, Yeah. but I like the floral front. If it had that bitter ending, it would be uh, out of And it's a road. little sweet. It's already really good, Yeah, that's really I mean, good. it's really good. I mean, as a first run, and this is something they're going to improve on. This is a three and a half to start. It's
1: hard for me to believe that you know they say, oh, you know, they get, they start this beer out. And they're like, oh, we're going to improve on
0: yes. this. I'm like, wow, and you can really, like, like, but this is going to be excellent when they figure it out. I mean, yeah. it's already like I said, it's already a three and a half.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I would go three and a half.
0: But I mean, they 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 absolutely perfected. This is going to be. This, this is, is gonna be a four, four and a half. This is really good. Yes, very very good. I got to save we, a little for my wife.
1: We've never had no a beverage from them that we didn't care for. Or even myself with the like not liking the hoppy 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 beer, I mean it's just
0: and that's a, and they're home brewers. I know it's amazing. It's amazing. Like they, this,
1: you can tell home brewer. This does not taste no. like a home brewer. Well, all
0: these breweries start off as home brewers. Like yeah. we talk about this in the morning pint Thursdays in the WEEU morning show with Brad Wren, and when he does these brewery spotlights. The story always starts with home brewing. I mean, it's it's there. Obviously, the backstories are a little different on how they got into it, what it made them interest, who they're working with. Sometimes yeah. it's family, sometimes it's friends. But it all starts at home in a kitchen yeah. or in a garage somewhere, and it builds from there. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to start somewhere. It just seems to be how this works most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time. So i I can definitely see these guys doing something on their own sometime in the not too distant future because this is absolutely fantastic. And we had a he dropped off a couple more. Um, he dropped off a saison. Mm. Uh, it was it was very Belgiany, uh-huh. uh, and I drank that on Friday night. Yeah, uh, I just meant to taste it.
1: <laughs> it was gone. It
0: was gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was gone. Didn't stand a chance. Uh, and it was really good. Yeah. It was very, really reminded me uh, of like a, uh, a double Belgian or something like that. Okay, uh, uh, like something you got Golden Monkey, but yeah. not not as not as boozy as a Golden got Monkey. See, yeah,
1: I, I love the boozy beer though.
0: I mean, but this was good. This is 8.72. Yeah. It'll do the job. And I yeah. drank the whole thing. Yeah. Didn't stand a chance. It was How'd you delicious. feel? How'd you feel, buddy? Uh, my back felt a little bit better. Good. I'm not going to lie to you. you, go. Yeah. you should Who go, needs pills? You should go into pharmaceuticals. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? It's episode 122 of the 222 podcast. I don't know if you know him. He's Robbie. Kind of a big deal. We're going to get the show started right now.
2: Plus, you can send them an email at 222M&R at gmail.com.
0: We're
1: ready to
0: believe you. Now, here's Mike.
1: It's Miller
2: time.
0: Yes, it is. Welcome, welcome. Oh, welcome. Episode 122 of the 222 podcast right here on readyneagle.com slash 222. But let's face it. I'm sure there are some people out there who listen to podcasts on their computer, but most folks download them onto their devices mm-hmm. and they take them on the go. So Robbie, if they want to get them on one of them their fancy apps, yes. which apps are we available on because there are plenty of apps yes. you can find the 222 so podcast. So find us
1: on the 2OG's Apple Podcasts <laughs> and Podbean. Uh, Find us on the Reading Eagle app and our newest location on the TuneIn app.
0: Yes, the TuneIn app, the same place you can listen to uh, the WEEU Morning Show and all the good stuff WEEU has to offer. Also now has podcasts, and we're up there on TuneIn. So one-stop shopping for everything. Uh, that we have to offer there at WEEU and here on the 222 podcast. So get yourself that TuneIn app, download it, and uh, take us with you wherever it is you may go. We'd love for folks to reach out and touch us. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show. You got email, you got Facebook, you got Twitter, and Robbie mentioned that Apple Podcast app. If you go on Apple Podcast, we'd love you to take two minutes and maybe Mm -hmm. give us a rating. But tell folks how they can get a hold of us, Robbie. So you can
1: find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie, on the old tweet box at Mike and Robbie. And if you want to email us, like Mike said, 222MNR at gmail.com.
0: We'd love to hear from you. And like I said, any kind of uh, correspondence would be greatly appreciated, whether it be those ratings or Facebook or Twitter or email. And if you could share the show, that would be wonderful. I had a... uh, I had a busier weekend than I have had in quite some time yeah. since I've kind of been just laid up lately. Mm-hmm. And yesterday was a day that had a couple events that I, I couldn't beg off and I could handle them. It yeah. wasn't a lot of running around. Yeah. Started off yesterday morning uh, for the third year in a row. I had the opportunity to MC the uh, pride of SV, my alma mater, Schuylkill Valley High School. They have their wall of fame mm-hmm. and they bring back all of these, you know, respected and uh, <laughs> well well established alumni yes. who have gone on to great things uh-huh, uh-huh, after uh-huh. graduating Schuylkill Valley High School, and they, they're doctors, yeah. they're business leaders. They're uh, keeping like the culture of Pennsylvania alive. These are people who studied for a long time uh-huh, uh-huh. and have very important jobs. Yes. And it's emceed by a college dropout who took 10 <laughs> minutes to tie a tie before going to the banquet. So you're not on the wall. I'm not <laughs> on the wall. No. When I'm at this, it's very much, uh, you know that song from, I think it was Sesame Street? Which one of these things is not like the <laughs> yeah. other? Which one of these things just doesn't, doesn't belong? belong? Yeah, that's me. Uh- <laughs> that's me of everyone who spoke we got like the superintendent who's got a doctor in front of them all these people who have gone on to really impressive academic achievements. Yes. And then there's me. Then there's you. Yeah, I don't own a suit.
1: <laughs> well, you're the talent. You're the you're the Not comedy. Not even the talent. You're the you're <laughs> yeah. the you
0: know. <laughs> I'm I'm the outreach program <laughs> of the SV Pride banque- banquet, but it's always a lot of fun to go back there and see these people. Uh. It is. I do and maybe it's just me. I do find it a little embarrassing when I when I know some of the people who are going up there. One of the folks who was going up there was Doug Maidenford. Uh, he was actually on my show not too long ago. He has a folk band as well as some of the other stuff he does, uh, keeping the PA Dutch culture alive. And he's a teacher. He's uh, big in that community. And uh, he got in inducted yesterday. And, you know, I know him. And it's just very – to me, it's very <laughs> embarrassing to even be up on that kind of dais or whatever you want to call it with yeah. those people because it's – they're, they've they've done a lot. And you yes. get people who have gone on to doctorates and they're working in hospice care, trying to keep people who are just terminal comfortable. Yeah. Other people who are, are literally um, f- dealing with $3 billion as a financial advisor. They're yeah. managing $3 billion in assets. Wow. And uh, I don't like paying a $30 copay. <laughs> This is this is where the uh yeah. the difference lies. It breaks down. Yeah, it breaks down yeah. to simply that. So I did that and that was just a lot of sitting there in a cafeteria and the food was delicious, so I got free lunch, which oh. is always nice. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then I ran out of there. <laughs> right over so I was like, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so I, I left and then I came home and laid around for a while and then last night. Uh, speaking of embarrassing, uh, I was the uh, marshal, I yes. guess grand marshal. Grand
1: marshal. Don't don't forget that adjective, said, my friend. It just
0: said marshal on the car, but I, I was asked to be the marshal of the Moten Halloween Parade. I believe we touched on it yesterday, and it was very sweet of those people from nice. the uh, Moten Kumru Lions Club to ask me. They're the ones who uh, run the Halloween Parade there in Moten. I had never been to the Halloween Parade in Moten, and I didn't really know what to expect. I'd heard of it before. There was a a ton of people in Moton. Moton's a big Moton parade is a big deal. I couldn't believe it. The the parking was jam packed with all these people in a field, and you know it was a forty minute parade. I expected like a twenty minute parade. Big long. It's a a forty minute parade that winds through Moton. And there's people everywhere. Everywhere. Just about every inch of that street was lined. There was some, like, residential areas where there weren't any sidewalks and it was just people's yards Yeah. where I'm guessing, you know, you just can't set up shop. Yeah. So those people who lived in those houses were out with maybe some friends and stuff having a little party, which I totally get. But, like, the sidewalks in downtown Moton, everything was lined with people. And people were, like, having, uh, according to some of the people who run it, folks were putting, like, blankets and chairs out. Two days prior to the oh, parade, yeah, to mark their spots. We
1: we used to live in Moton, and uh, it was where our condo was. Yeah, there's condos in Moton, folks. I know, crazy, but it's a block off. It's the, a nice area, yeah, and it's a block off the the parade route. And we, it was crazy. Like we couldn't even get a spot, like because there were chairs out three, four days. And I mean, it's crazy. They just start blanketing and roping things off. It's,
0: it's insanity and there there was just I, I was shocked by the amount of people who were there and i uh, got to ride in a bmw convertible Look at you. which was a lot of fun and they had a, they had on the side of the car it said uh the parade marshal mike keller WEEU. Mm-hmm. and i saw some people that we know a uh, Kyle Worley okay listener to the uh, 222 podcast uh, he was there with his family we saw them waved to them uh-huh. um also who else was there a uh, chef tim uh, from oh, nice. Redners warehouse market was there he was texting me uh before the parade cuz i put a post up on facebook saying we're getting ready for the parade he said, I am on East Y Missy Nav. Can't wait to see you. I said, we're up here getting ready. Yes, how my back was feeling. Then he goes, I will be the guy heckling you as you go by. I said, you're going to have to be more specific.
1: <laughs> that's that's pretty much everyone
0: there, Tim. <laughs> and I saw, uh, so he yelled cowboys at me. I did the Eagles chant at uh-huh. him. It was very funny. And I saw uh, our buddy George Mack.
1: Oh, good. I didn't know he
0: was going to be there. He yelled at me, and I whipped a peanut butter cup out him. Oh, nice. Yeah, hit the person next to him. felt uh, terrible.
1: <laughs> I'm upset I couldn't be there. My child was not. And Leo was like, it was going to rain. It was was no rain in the forecast until later in the evening. She was being all mama bear because the kid had the sniffles. She's, you know, she's a little crazy with this kid.
0: Well, that's what they do. I know. And that honestly, I don't. I don't blame her. It was a little chilly out, but it was a beautiful night. And uh, I expected to hear a lot more who when people read the side of the car. But some people did seem to know uh, who I was, which was nice. Uh, There was one kid though. Who, who all the kids want is candy. And yeah. I don't blame them. All, if I was there and I was a kid, yeah. all I want is candy. Yeah. There was one kid who you know, was very disappointed. We didn't have all that much candy. They gave us some candy to throw. We were kind of trying to ration it throughout the parade. Yeah. And we didn't have any candy to throw, so I was just waving, feeling very awkward, because it's very awkward yeah. to sit uh, in a car I, and wave, because yeah. I'm not Miss America. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> so I'm, they just want candy, and they want yeah. their kids to see a band and maybe a yeah. float, and I'm just in a convertible, which was a very nice convertible. Uh, and <laughs> as I drove by... I didn't hear many who's, but I did hear loudly, and I don't know if it was the pitch of the kid's voice, because he was a youngster, or he was just that loud, but he went, Mike Keller? (laughs) 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 And I just yelled, amen, son. (laughs) (laughs) Amen.
1: And he doesn't have any freaking candy, this Keller guy. What's up? I love it. See, but here's the thing. Yes. Your SV wall of whatever. Yes. Has anyone been the Grand Marshal
0: of the Moton Parade? <laughs> no. Put him on the
1: wall. No, I don't want to be on the wall. I'm getting hashtag started. No, no. Put him on the wall. I don't want to be on the wall. You want to be
0: that? One. No, I don't. That yeah. would it would be so embarrassing because they list their accomplishments on their plaque. Grand Marshal <laughs> yes. Moton Parade yes. 2018. This, this guy is going to cure pancreatic cancer. <laughs> and this guy was in a parade. Grand Marshal, not just in a parade.
1: The Grand just said Marshall, Marshall. just Marshall. They, no, they actually
0: it. eliminated Grand from the title. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, Keller's doing it. The it. Funny, Let's get rid of Grand. The funny part was, <laughs> I don't know where they got the guy who was doing the MC, but there's always like a middle section where they have like the display, right? The band will stop and play, and there's yeah. a guy there who announces who it is. Yeah, and we're right in the front, and he's going through like there's two floats in front of us of who is in the parade, and he goes, and uh, uh um, in the here's your parade Marshall. Mike. <laughs> Keller from the WEEU Radio 830 on your radio (laughs) dial? Like, he had no idea. Like, read ahead a little bit, buddy. He had no idea. (laughs) So that was a little fun. And as I'm driving by, like, that it was bad enough I was in a car, and it's great. It, I, I was very honored to have it to be asked, and it's a, it's a it's very sweet of them. But it just makes me feel very awkward at times. You and no, and to be in the car was enough, and I thought that was that was good for me. Yeah, and then to have the announcement as I drive by, yeah. I wanted to slink down into the car. He's <laughs> like, I oh, don't know, you in the, you should just let guy. Lena take it. She was in the back. we were I took the whole family. Yeah, so I sat up front with the guy. And yeah. uh, my wife and daughter sat in the back So it was a whole family experience uh, So you're experience. sitting
1: on like the seats?
0: No I, I was just in the uh, just in, like, I was just down. in the front seat oh, okay Yeah I was in the front seat Next like to the, the, the driver
1: Maybe like put a blanket down
0: Maybe I could have laid on the hood Like Kathleen yeah, Turner just like. And friends <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just sitting in the car. But it, it was a lot of fun. Got to see a lot of people. And there were some people who actually, I guess, listened to the show and stuff, which was always cool. But it was uh, it was a fun evening and a good experience. Yes. So I appreciate it, uh, those folks asking me. And uh, my parents thought it was great. They were taking pictures at the end of the parade.
1: Oh, Mikey's a grand marshal. Look at Mikey. He's gone places.
0: <laughs> He's gone places. He's still going places. How do you feel about the heated seat? Oh, so let me, let me just tell you this. Because I... Um, this
1: the new my new truck has, yes and it has the heated seats yeah. and the heated steering wheel okay so I just used it for the first time actually coming over here because it's cold as all get out yes
0: so you bo- used both I use
1: both okay I like it but I don't like it because it makes me sleepy <laughs> yeah, get too cozy yeah so I'm in there I'm like. Man, I'm really tired. I could take a nap.
0: (laughs) I've never had them, and this car we were in last night had the heated seats, at least in the front. Yeah. And the guy had them cooking, let me tell you. He had them set to 80. Wow. My buns were roasting over an open fire. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Makes me feel kind of oozy. Oozy? Like, I just feel all, "Mm." I I think I like the steering wheel. Because keeps your hands warm. B- yeah, I think better I than like the that. seats. Yeah, the seats. I'm not a fan. My my wife loves them. Every car she's ever been in that had them. We've never owned one. But if she's ridden with somebody who had yeah. them, she loves them. And, and wants I'm them.
1: and I'm not like a like. A, I don't really like the heat. No, I <laughs> I'm prefer more of a yeah. cold. Yeah, guy. Uh, but it it's nice. Now I've had seats uh, in a rental car that actually had cooling
0: seats. Ooh, see that to me would be more interesting in the in the in the uh, summer. Let
1: me tell you what. You wear some shorts. Yeah. Hello.
0: That'd be nice. Ooh. That'd be very, very nice. Yeah, be more interested than that. I, I, pr- I would prefer just to warm the car up. Yeah, take a couple minutes and then hop in. I, and drive I like
1: the, I, I like the heated steering wheel better than the heat. To me,
0: that, that, that's very intriguing. Because my hands are always cold. Yeah, mine too.
1: Like I have bad circulation. I hear you,
0: buddy. All right, let's get into your thing here because oh, Lord. I, I, I have a couple bones to pick with you because okay. Robbie was on another work trip this week. Yes, and uh, what I realized from some of the pictures and some of the updates that I got from Robbie during his work trip is that. Your work trips are better than 80% of my vacations. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to argue that. No. Because you put a picture out, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday, of your lunch. Yeah. Your lunch on a random midweek day yeah. was better than any dinner I had this week.
1: Well, let's preface this. It's Texas. So everything's bigger and better in Texas. No lie. That, that statement lives up to the hype.
0: You're a big fan.
1: I love Texas. I mean... Probably if I can move, I would move to Texas.
0: I don't I don't know if it would be in my top ten, but you know, I've never been there, so yeah. I don't know.
1: It's uh it's probably Vegas, our uh, suburbs of Vegas, and then Texas. You
0: know, one's a city, the other's a state.
1: Well, I understand that, but I don't care. I'd go anywhere in Texas. Anywhere in Texas. I mean it doesn't matter. Houston, actually Dallas is, is very nice. Dallas is probably yeah, but anywhere in Texas, just just pick a spot.
0: Just throw a dart. Wherever. So let's get into your lunch. Yes. So what did you have for lunch? Because it just looked like so many animals were (laughs) sacrificed in your honor when you got there. First
1: of all, the restaurant. I got you a magnet. I forgot to bring it, but I got you one. Did you bring Unbreakable? Uh, I didn't. Um, (laughs) Dana's never going to see that movie. Um, It's called... (laughs) It's called um, The Rib Tickler. And what did you have? So I had The Three Meat Plate. It was brisket, which was amazing, ribs, and uh, the smoked jalapeno sausage.
0: And? Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) This is for Mm. lunch.
1: For lunch. (laughs) I didn't eat breakfast. (laughs) so (laughs) Because I couldn't decide. They have a one-meat plate, a two-meat plate, and a three-meat plate, and they all look so good. I couldn't decide. Now, here's the funny thing. The one-meat plate is the same amount of meat...
0: It's just just one just meat. one
1: meat. So if I would order brisket, it would been a plate full of brisket. That sounds wonderful. It it was and it's like this in an old house, and it's like cafeteria style. It's amazing. And I had uh, macaroni and cheese and coleslaw and a slice of white bread and pickles and a onions. Slice of white. Yeah, bread. Yeah, they just throw a p- slice of white bread on there. It's all these places down there. These just, just piece of white bread. I don't get it. It was, I mean, it was amazing. Was that
0: the best meal you had all week? Because uh, you ate out every meal.
1: Yes, I ate there three times for lunch. That same place. That same place.
0: And did you have the same meal every time? No, no,
1: no. No, I always had the brisket every time. Yes, but I had the
0: turkey. So you, but every time you had the three meat plate.
1: Oh, every time, because I couldn't, I could not, I couldn't decide on why one. I'm, i like variety. It's yes, a spice of life. <laughs> it
0: sure is. You know,
1: and uh, yeah, that was amazing. I ate three times, and then I ate another um, barbecue place uh, for dinner one night, and I had. Brisket ribs and sausage there too.
0: And who pays for this?
1: Uh, the the practice that I'm at. The
0: pr- they just send you and they do you bill them or how does that work?
1: I have a company credit card. Okay, and then and it goes I back just, to them. Yeah, then I have a receipt and I just charge everything to that.
0: And what was the hotel like that you were staying? At?
1: I was at a, a Hilton Garden Inn. Very nice. Uh, can't complain.
0: Did you have a suite?
1: I did not have a suite. Oh, I had okay, a king right. size. Oh my gosh, a king size. Study. How did you manage? Yeah, I know. I mean, I have a little couch and I have you know, I, I have like a little. I mean, it, it's roughing it this work thing you know
0: and then at night what do you do at night
1: it all depends we go i usually go dinner um or if there's any activities in town <laughs>
0: <laughs> and one of the activities you went to this week was what? Because you were in you were in Houston this week.
1: I was in Houston. I went to the ALCS championship game. <laughs> well, you went to Game Five, right? Game Five, which yeah. ended up being the championship it went, yeah, game because the Red Sox they, won. They, they won. Yes, and, and, they
0: played horrible and and uh, ended the season for the Astros. Yes, so, because I was there, probably <laughs> had, my luck. Had you ever been to a uh, playoff baseball game? before? Uh, I have
1: not. So, might as well start with the championship game. You know, go big, right? Go <laughs> big. Um, it, but that stadium is is really cool. Yeah. I've never been inside of inside of a
0: Tropicana Field.
1: Yeah, I've never been inside a, uh, a, dome. a dome. and it's it's very odd because it's so bright. Mm-hmm. You think it's daytime and you think you're outside
0: because it's in a. And it's such a big building. Yeah, yeah, and a baseball field. And if you're not used to being in a dome, and, and I believe it's it's real grass. It is real grass. So I mean, yeah, yeah it's very and, off. Fr- throws you off.
1: And the and we were
0: talking to people that
1: have season tickets, and they um.
0: There is a retractable it's roof. Is it retractable? They yeah. said, but they never open
1: it. Only for fireworks, they said. And then so I mean, how does the grass grow?
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure it's clear, right? Is what? it a clear roof or is it a is it a uh, I opaque don't know. or what's it? I don't really remember. Because ha- they have to get some sun. Yeah, they have there to get some, some sun. So yeah. maybe they open it a little but bit. But they have or, a train track out in left field. Yeah, and, it's, yeah.
1: it's so awesome. It's a it's a great, it's as, a great stadium. As
0: far did you eat anything good in the park? Drink anything good in the park? <laughs> so uh because you texted me a beer.
1: Yeah, we had a bunch of beer I don't remember what it was. You were doing whiskey shots. I drank, yeah, we were at a whiskey bar before. That was insane. I was, I was with coworkers and- That was your last night in Houston. That was my Houston. last night in Houston. And um, I had this whiskey, though. And This I wanna, is his work trip, folks. This is my work, work
0: trip. Work, this is, this is his uh, employment. I want to find this whiskey. Which he gets compensated very well for. <laughs> There's this whiskey. I was a marshal in a parade.
1: Which you get compensated very well for. Okay. <laughs> we'll say that there is this whiskey and they
0: um, I think more than a Wendy's employee they,
1: <laughs> they put it
0: not a manager no not a manager Just an employee. maybe
1: assistant manager <laughs> so they get this whiskey and they age it in the ocean they put the barrels in the ocean okay and then the salt. Is kinda... it the ocean
0: or the Gulf of Mexico?
1: No, it's 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 all around the, the world. Okay. So it depends on the the type of whiskey. And then the the salt water kind of seeps in and adds a little salty flavor. Seepage. Oh, it's so good. And I have one of those, and and that's all I pretty much remember. And I know the Astros lost. Then after the game, hmm? you went out again. And after the game, we kept, going out. <laughs> we kept going out. We just we just kept going.
0: Just... You got back to your hotel room at what time? <laughs> like one fifteen. And what time was your flight? Six. And... <laughs> Did you make the flight? I made the flight. Was the flight at 6 or did you have to be at the airport at 6?
1: The flight left the ground at 6. So what
0: time did you have to be at the airport? Uh, 4. four. So you did you sleep at all?
1: Uh, did no. you pack before you went out I that pack, night? I packed because I knew. Okay. Because I knew I was with coworkers. Okay. Now my coworkers took a later flight, so they're like, oh, just stay. I'm like, guys, i got to be up in like two hours. Yeah,
0: but in that point, if you're already packed, what's the point of going to sleep? It wasn't. You might as well just stay out. Yeah.
1: yeah. I couldn't stay out. Anymore, you were done. I was. So I you was tapped
0: d- out. I was done. You, you that whiskey put you in the figure four leg lock. Everything
1: did. I mean, uh, it was like I had big shows sitting on my head.
0: I mean, it was horrible.
1: I was so. I was in so much pain.
0: Took the people's elbow.
1: Oh, over and over and over again. It was a. It was. A, I took stunners. I took you know pedigrees. I took it at all. It was bad. I, and let me tell you what the first flight out. I, I was like God. No I'm turbulence. Yeah. Thank God. No but turbulence. But you survived. I survived. You had a good time? I had a good time. When's now, your next work trip? Uh, December. December. I must say, though, mm-hmm. t- you act like it's a vacation.
0: I know you work while you're there. It's
1: a lot of work. Well, it's, it, work. The- <laughs> this, <laughs> it's work. And this 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 project took some years off my life. Okay.
0: Because they're huge. No, no, no. The, the work didn't do it. The whiskey took some years well, off. Well, the
1: whiskey and the work. So, like, the whiskey took a year, the work took about two. So, I'm going to live about 36. <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I like how you preface it with that. Yeah, you had a good time though.
1: It was. I love Texas. Anytime I go to Texas, and I picked up a listener for what? Um, so the person who worked for the practice. Okay. Did um, you take
0: business cards? with I you? took business cards. All right. Did you say I don't know if you've heard of me when you went to the Astro Stadium? Well, she,
1: I, I've worked with this 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 woman for a while now. Okay. Um, for five years actually, and I told her I said, "Hey, oh I, I do a podcast. You now. always start it like that. Always." And she's like, what? And she's like, I don't believe you. So I brought up Apple Podcasts on yeah. the phone. I said, type in 222 with Mike and Robbie. And she's like, oh, my God, there you are. It was a big deal. And she's like, well, and she hit subscribe. So we,
0: Very met, good. we picked up a listener. Uh, excellent. I don't uh, know if she'll so listen. What's her name? Sonia. Sonia Jackson. Jackson. Sonia Jackson. First of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, second of all, uh, if, you're, if you're listening, uh, drop us an email, 222MNRGmail.com or uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Mike and Robbie, and let us know what you think. Or more importantly, mm-hmm. rate us on that Apple podcast Five app. stars. Very easy to use. Uh, before we get to our drinks and our snacks, you are the king of pumpkin spice. Yes. Now, I also enjoy the pumpkin spice, but I don't love it as much as you yes, do. You, yes. you go all in. I love it. I will say that last night I had this year's version of Chatty Monk's uh, Crash Test Pumpkin. Okay. Very good. Okay. Very good. But I did mess up beforehand. Uh-huh. I ate a spicy snack beforehand. Oh, you know that zesty snack mix we had. Oh yeah. The, the, yeah, the party mix. Yeah. Uh, and I ate that, and it really has some kick to it. And then I had the pumpkin <laughs> beer, which was a misstep. It's a on my null burger. and void yeah. tasting. So I had to like try to eat a pretzel and yeah. lots of water, and then it was much better. But I ruined it. I ruined <sighs> it. I ruined it. I was all excited for it. I got Ruiner. a growler, but it was still excellent. Yes. So if you haven't had that yet, pick it up. Um. Uh, there's there's pumpkin spice cereal. Uh, I think the first was pumpkin spice coffee, maybe. You got the pumpkin donuts. We're going to have pumpkin spice nuts here for our snack. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings has introduced their pumpkin ale barbecue wings. They're going to be available this month, and according to the website, the sauces mixes ale with barbecue flavors and pumpkin spice for a taste of the season. Robbie Lessig as the king and really... You're like the, um, you're the Paul Heyman for Pumpkin Spice.
1: (laughs) Am I have your attention, please? (laughs) I'm the advocate for Pumpkin Spice. My name (laughs) is Robbie Lessig, (laughs) and I am the advocate for the (laughs) reigning, defending Pumpkin Spice. Fall champion.
0: (laughs) Fall taste champion. What do you think about Pumpkin Spice wings? Is this finally a bridge too far? I think it is. I think so, too. I mean, I, I would try them. I, I, that's exactly what I said on the radio this week. I would try them to say I tried them. Yes. Because that's what we do here on the 222 yeah. podcast. We hey, try everything.
1: How bad or good it sounds, we
0: try it. chips fall where yes. they may.
1: Now, I there's something about pumpkin spice on
0: meat It that doesn't, turns me off. It's like the same thing. We love spicy, but we're not into spicy beer. No. I love no. spicy. I love beer. I don't want those two worlds to collide. It's odd. And and
1: I've had some that were just okay, but it's just not a... You can't drink that every day. I don't care who you are. If you like spicy, you're not... you can't drink more than one. No, you're not saying, oh, I need a six-pack of the habanero ale. And to me, it's not refreshing. No, that's what I'm saying. When I want to drink beer, I want to be like...
0: Oh, yes, I want it to be kind of cool and, and just refreshing. I want it to overcome.
1: Yeah, me. and I'm a sweet and savory kind of guy. Like sweet heat, I like that. But there's that does that not sound appetizing.
0: That was his to dancer me. name, by the way. It was sweet, sweet heat. heat. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the king of all <laughs> pumpkin spice. <laughs> they call him Sweet Heat. How you doing? And then uh, and then a deaf leopard starts to play. <laughs> yeah, that's, <what> <laughs> that's my opening. <laughs> Sticky sweet. <laughs> But it's too much, right? I I, <sighs> I do feel like we have to make a trip though. You
1: know, if I tried them yeah. and love them, then I will I will say I love it. Yeah. But I don't I I don't really think I would like that.
0: The problem is the closest Buffalo Wild Wings, I believe, is down in Oaks. Which is all the way down four twenty two. Yeah, Lancaster. Yeah. Did you get, by the way, your tickets for the beer fest? I did. All right, so we're going to the beer yes, fest. So beer we'll fest. go to Wild Wings after that. Yeah, they that's won't our, probably won't be there no, though. That's our uh that's our tradition. Yes, much like in traditional uh, in uh, in Fiddler on the Roof. Um, <laughs> real quick, you went there. Um, <laughs> tradition, <laughs> tradition. You were just a Disney. I talked about this this week. Uh, on Wednesday, there was a couple. And when you first hear this, you're, you're like, why are they doing this? I'll tell you why they did it after I tell you what they did. They live in Tennessee, but I guess that's close enough where they make enough trips to Orlando where they're actually season pass holders okay. to Walt Disney World in Florida. Okay, And they decided they were going to go to all six Disney parks in the U.S. in one day.
1: Is that possible?
0: They started in Florida at Hollywood Studios. They were the first in line at Hollywood Studios when the doors opened for breakfast at 7 a.m. They okay. went in there, had breakfast, spent two hours in Disney, then they walked over to Epcot. After Epcot, for like an hour and a half or so, they went to the Magic Kingdom where they drank apple cider at Gaston's Tavern. Mm-hmm. And then after apple cider at Gaston's Tavern, they went to the Animal Kingdom and had lunch at the Animal Kingdom. Okay. After that, they made their way over to the Orlando International Airport. Hopped a flight that took off right around 4 o'clock. Landed in Los Angeles at 6.45. uh, Navigated an hour of rush hour traffic. Then went to Disney California Adventure Park. And then after some time in Disney California Adventure Park, went to Disneyland. Left Disneyland at 11.30. But before they left, they sat down on Main Street to soak it all in. Within, I guess it was 20 hours because of the time difference. Yeah. They made their way into all six Walt Disney World Parks or Disney Parks, excuse me, here in the U.S., they have yeah. to be the first people to ever do That's that.
1: That's pretty cool. I don't would never do it because that they couldn't have enjoyed exhausting. much of it. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't
0: have enjoyed much of it except for doing it. Here's why they did it. Uh, it was their 10th wedding anniversary for one. Also, a year earlier, uh, the uh, woman, Heather, Heather and Clark Ensminger is their name. Uh, her father passed away on that day on Wednesday. Uh-huh. So to help take her mind off the fact that it was the year uh, anniversary of her father's passing her husband put this together kind of unbeknown to, to her. Oh, that's And neat. she only kind of figured it out because he used some of their credit card points <laughs> to plan the trips and stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's how she figured it out. So it was a very sweet that's gesture. Nice. But, I mean, had to be an exhausting day. The good news is, they stayed in California for a little while, so the next day they were able to go back to Disneyland and kind gotcha. of enjoy their day. Guinness Book, maybe? It has to be something.
1: Right? I mean, it has to be a world record or something.
0: Have we talked about uh, the guys, and I, I've had the guys on my radio show, um, and I don't remember their names. I'll have to get uh, I think they they do a, a, a blog called Parkology or something like that.
1: Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had them on. I've heard of them. Yeah, and they yes. do this
0: WDW World Disney Walt Disney World Challenge, and it the number at the end of that kind of changes depending on how many rides or attractions there are in Walt Disney World at the time. And this is all four parks mm-hmm. where people go there and try to ride all the rides in all four parks in one day. It's hard. And they've done it, and only a handful of people have completed I think it's up to 46, 47, or yeah. 48 or something like that. Because of all the timing, you have to really plan it out. Yeah. Because of the fact that some parks are open earlier, or some are open later, so you have to have a plan of and attack. And the lines yep. vary during the day. Because you can only do so many fast passes. Exactly. So it really takes some research, and I had those guys on. That's because cool. after they, I think accomplished it for the second time i had him on the show and they talked about it but that is a thing that people like do and i always say that if we if i go down with like my brother-in-law again anthony or because yeah. julie has no interest in it i would like to try it.
1: yeah that would be fun to try i mean that would be like a goal because it's hard ho- that be that's difficult. hard yeah and i'm thinking of, even because the parks are so huge yeah even just getting from one side to the other it's like
0: well most people Ooh. if you're just gonna if you only have the one ticket one park per day ticket it's hard to just do all the rides in one day, and, yeah. and especially in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, Magic so Kingdom is crazy. It's really very uh, it takes a lot of time to plan, I, I would imagine, and yeah. a lot of work to get it done. But uh, those are a couple of things I wanted to get into there. Let's get to our drinks and our snacks here on episode 122 of the 222 podcast. Something else that happened this week that I kind of want to revisit. Um, I had the opportunity this week, and it kind of came up. I don't want to say on a whim, but it all happened very quickly. Uh, Dennis Miller, former Saturday Night Live update anchor. And also he had his own HBO show, Dennis Miller Live, which I was absolutely addicted <laughs> to when I was in college. I love Dennis Miller. He uh, is coming to Reading in February and I uh, had him on the morning show mm-hmm. this week. I actually interviewed him on an after- Wednesday afternoon and then we played it on Thursday morning. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, having Dennis on the show. And I, that's one of the few times interviewing someone that I was nervous. Yeah. Probably the biggest name, for sure the biggest name. I've had on the show uh, in the five years. We had Frank Caliendo on, who was a lot of fun. Paula Poundstone. Um, I've had some wrestlers on, like Sergeant Slaughter was on the show mm-hmm. and guys like that. Uh, Tito Santana was uh-huh. on the show. Santana, excuse me, was on the show.
1: Jerry Lawler. Uh,
0: Jerry Lawler. But this is probably the biggest celebrity that, celebrity, yeah. that He's... I've had on the show.
1: And I'm sorry. i Maybe him or Norm Macdonald are my favorite. Well, we're going to get into that. You know, yeah. yeah, We have our
0: list of the top yeah, five. Five, yeah. Did you do it? I did. It. Oh, good for you. You, I were, have it. you were looking at me blankly for a second. I thought
1: we were going to get into it now. But no, I we going to do our
0: drinks. Yeah, we just, just want to set it up. We're going to get in that. And I think I'm going to, in case you missed the interview, I'm going to tag the end of the show with the interview, so the interview will follow today's podcast. Okay, All right, cool. Good. So let's get into our drinks and our snacks. What drink do you have for us today? So Roddy? I
1: have a Dogfish Head. Dogfish Head is my favorite. Um, brewery that i've ever visited truly i think it's great it's and they keep expanding it's and it's by the beach too so i can't It's down there in rehoboth yeah yeah so how do you not namaste namaste
0: namaste white yes
1: i've never heard of this and you said you've had this yeah this
0: is one of their uh uh, i think it's one of their all years it's delicious uh this is very much uh i would say if you had to put a season on it i would say it's a summer or spring beer a warm weather beer but this is one that you and i are both gonna really like i've had it uh it's kind of blue moony but better Gotcha. And it's excellent. I, I, I,
1: I'm i a big Blue Moon fan. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my go-to. Of it's like a gateway non-craft, craft. Yes. Yeah, non-craft beer. Yeah, this,
0: know, is just... this is fantastic. This is a that great Oh, it smells beer. good. It's a great beer. I'm sorry I've already had it. I'm, I'm ruining the bit, but this is fantastic. Oh, oh. wow. When we talked a little bit a while ago about uh, beers being refreshing, mm-hmm. this is kind of a great example of a refreshing beer. Uh, yeah, that's... Now, hmm. it's nothing special...
1: I was going to say, I I don't get any, it's not like.
0: No, but it's a solid drinking beer. That's what I'm saying. I could drink a six-pack of this and be happy. Yes, it's a four. It's not going to knock your socks off. No. But it's a strong four, maybe three and a half if you're not into Belgians. But, I mean, this is just a beer that you you can order if you're out and you don't know, and a bunch of the beers sound foreign and not something you're going to enjoy, and they have this, you can order this and you're going to like it. That's really good. That's really good. All right, what do you got for us uh, snack-wise?
1: Snack-wise, Blue Diamond Almonds Pumpkin Spice. My wife pumpkin found these. Spice Nuts. And I love almonds. I, I like, I'm i lo- a big almond guy. I love guy. Almond. Is that, almond.
0: Is that your number one nut?
1: <sighs> Pistachio is my number one nut. Really?
0: I've recently got into pistachios. I'm more pistachios. of a cashew guy.
1: Yeah, cashews are good. I like pecans. Pecans? Pecans.
0: Yes, I like pecans in a pie. Yeah,
1: I, I like them just like glazed, a little glazed. Pour pe- a couple there in my hand. Little, That's enough. A little you glazed
0: go. pecan. I, I don't know about pumpkin pie nuts. Is there a Diddy? May I see the cam? Oh,
1: that's surprisingly good.
0: Hmm. There's an aftertaste. Hmm. Smart eating. I like it. You gotta...
1: Hmm. Um. <laughs> Just five minutes of us chewing.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: The more I eat it, the more I don't like it.
0: Yeah. I don't... There's a funky aftertaste, and I do get pumpkin, but I feel like I'm I'm not getting the good parts of the pumpkin. I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Uh, maybe it's the mixture when we talk about maybe uh, pumpkin spice and meat not being uh, a good mix. I don't know if maybe pumpkin spice and nuts aren't a good mix by themselves because I'm, I'm not enjoying it.
1: You know, I liked it at first, but then... And do you, like you said that weird aftertaste? Yeah. It's almost like stale cinnamon. It does. <laughs> it,
0: it, it just tastes like something is off. It, that's weird. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. It could be the mix. I've never had any other pumpkin nuts before, so I don't know. Um, or it could just be this is a, not a very good. See, snack.
1: there's. I've actually looked it up. There's actually pecan pumpkin spice as well but it's glazed
0: see that might work better but i think
1: the glaze would work yes. better than just like the dusting
0: there'd be a sweetness yes to it. that's what this is lacking yeah a sweetness
1: it's just it, it, it's like they got pumpkin pie mix <laughs> that you put in and just right on it
0: can i have a cup please Let's we'll get to my drink my drink uh this is something that julie found since we're getting our wives involved this is from i believe it's vault brewing company which I have never heard of before. Mm. Uh, this is their sweet potato ale. Jules potato is potato ale. Jules is a big fan of Springhouse's Brains, which is a sweet potato ale or a yam ale, and it's excellent. So we love I've brains. Never heard of you this. should look for Springhouse's Brains. I think we might have had it on the podcast a little while back. I don't maybe remember not.
1: Remember potato?
0: Yeah, but, or maybe yam. They called it, but this is sweet potato yeah, ale. Yeah, sweet potato so we'll ale. That's interesting. Julie tried this. She says it's not as good. As Brains from Springhouse.
1: I don't get much of a smell. I don't get much of an odor.
0: <laughs> I, well, I showered yesterday. Wow, you smell fantastic. Thank you. That's um, what I told the Bella Twins. This says, keep cold at all times, enjoy from a glass, I think a red solo couple will have to do, yeah. and pour vigorously. No. This is 6.5% wow. alcohol by volume, and it comes in a very nice, I'm a fan of the pint can. I really am.
1: Now this is going to sound weird. It tastes like nothing.
0: It tastes like cold and wet. Um, I just get a
1: funk. I get like no carbon. It's very undercarbonated, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not so good. Julie said it wasn't as good. I think she kind of undersold it. I think it's really... I mean, oversold it. I think it's really quite bad. This is out of Yardley, Pennsylvania. Um, Vault Brewing. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it even a little bit. All right. Let's try my snack. I'm going to go with... Tis the season. I think you will be excited for this, since we're getting near the end of the Halloween season. Aww. We've tried some other cheer, uh, some other cereals here, so we're going to go with the pumpkin spice Cheerios. I've had a couple people contact me and ask me if I've seen the pumpkin spice Cheerios. So and I said yes. They're everywhere. They're in the um. They're in the basement studio, just awaiting their turn. And uh, the time has come for the pumpkin spice studio uh, Cheerios. Good news is they are gluten free, my friend. Gluten free.
1: Oh well, thank God, because I'm I'm nothing but a, a a disliker of gluten. See, I love Cheerios.
0: Big fan of Cheerios. Cheerios are such
1: a great dry snack. Honey My Nut. son loves them. I share them with him all the time. Hmm.
0: These aren't as good as Honey Nut. No, I'm not even sure I would take them over the regular Cheerios.
1: I wouldn't either because they're not, they're not sweet either. Like I I feel like it needs that sweetness of Honey Nut. There's not really they don't last.
0: And I don't get any. Do you get pumpkin spice? Nothing. I get
1: some kind of sweet.
0: Yeah, but it, it's very understated. Boy, that was a disappointing batch of.
1: We're very just eh.
0: snacks today and drinks. I mean, your drink was good, but you've had that. I've so had not, that. Not
1: really.
0: <laughs> let's go through our rankings here. Let's start with the. You know what? Let's let's go in reverse order here, okay? Because I want to end with a good a good rating. Yeah. So let's go with your uh, my pumpkin spice Cheerios.
1: I don't even think these are average.
0: No, they are below average. I'm going to go a two. I'm also going to go right around to two. I just think that's a good rating.
1: Just because it has the name of Cheerio in it.
0: Yeah, and you know, I actually like multi-grain Cheerios more than I like. I've this. never had
1: a multi-grain Cheerio. I
0: think we had the chocolate Cheerios here on we the had show. Chocolate right? they Cheerios. were good.
1: We've had a couple of the variety of like the limited editions.
0: Uh, this no good, no moss. Uh, two, and that might be just because of the brand name. We might be uh, just rating here on uh, uh, brand names. Alone. Really, if
1: it was like just a mom and pop cereal, yeah, I would probably go lower than a two.
0: All right, let's stick with my uh, snacks here and my drinks. We'll go with the Vault Sweet Potato Ale. I don't know where they're getting the name "sweet" out of Robbie. Uh, i <sighs> It was pretty tasteless. I don't mean it was vulgar. I just mean it was it was tasteless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I'm tasteless. Um, uh that. Uh, <sighs> I hate to even do this because it's a beer. I'm going to go one. It was underwhelming. It tasted nothing like beer. It was close to, like, dirty water, really. I mean, not not dirty, like, tasting, but just, like, cold, brown liquid.
0: It wasn't good. It didn't have much to it. I, I think Robbie's right. It's a one, one and a half, somewhere in that in that in that area, I, I didn't like it at all. Check out Springhouse Brains; it's excellent. It, it tastes a lot like what you want in a fall beer. This tastes not like much of anything, and what it does taste like isn't good. All right, your uh, blue almond or blue diamond, excuse me, pumpkin spice. Almond. See,
1: these uh, I had high hopes. I was like, these are going to be my this is going to be my go to snack because it's healthy. Er, ish ish. Uh, it's it was not very good. Um, and again, below average snack. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one and a half of these. One and a half.
0: <laughs> I didn't I, like it. I'm gonna go one. Uh, it was not very good. Um, I would never eat them again. It had a funky taste to it, and not a good taste. And the aftertaste just kind of lingered and didn't change. So uh, I'm not a fan of them. I would not eat them again. Uh, and I wouldn't even like if I was on an island and that's all I had. I would consider my options. <laughs> Because the can's not that big, but I'm going to eventually starve, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So what's the point? And you finally, shake
1: the tree <laughs> and your <laughs> weight, something else with these pumpkin spice almonds. And
0: finally, <laughs> uh, you're a drink.
1: So this was excellent. Thank God I picked something. This the dogfish head was good. The dogfish head Namaste, Namaste white, white. Uh, excellent. Um, I'm going to go th- three and a half.
0: I think it's a four because I like that Belgian style, and I don't think it. I don't think the Belgian style wheat beers. Get enough uh, props. I think everyone's IPA, including me and mm-hmm. uh, people who love uh, don't love IPAs, tend to go with the darker beers. I love me a good Belgian beer, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's a four. It's a, it's a go-to beer if you're out somewhere and you see it, see, you can pick it up, especially that, in the summer.
1: And that's the thing too. Like a lot of these craft beer, it's just like one and done. You know what I mean? And that's what, I mean, that's what to me is a little disappointing. Like, if I'm going to sit down at a party and drink, yeah, I'm going to drink something all day, usually the same that's thing. That's a picnic beer. And that's a picnic all day. And yeah. that's what I appreciate. And it's not, like you said, it's not a traditional blue moon, it's not like a, a commercial beer. So, yeah, De- I had three
0: and a half. That's very good. Definitely something you want to pick up in the summer. That's yeah. a good, like, throw it in your cooler for a summer picnic. I Art- think
1: this was leftovers in the giant cooler.
0: <laughs> Those are our drinks and our snacks here for week uh, number 122, 122. Of twenty-two. One twenty-two. the 222 podcast. As I said, I had the opportunity to uh, interview Dennis Miller on the WEEU Morning Show. Now, I put that up on Facebook, and I will say... I don't understand some people sometimes. It feels like we are in a point in the, uh, I guess, zeitgeist of the American pop culture where everything goes back to politics. Now, I realize oh, for God's that sake. Dennis Miller has become in his um, in his in recent years a uh, um, uh, conservative. Right. That's just the way he's begun to lean. And uh, a lot of people disagree with that. And I, I don't particularly enjoy politics at all. I am interviewing this guy because I was a fan of him back on his SNL days. I was a fan of him on his HBO days. And if he's going to do stand-up comedy, I want to watch his comedy because I love stand-up comedy. I love stand-up comedians, and I still think he's a very funny guy. And by the way, when I got to chat with him, when I talked with him off the air and on the air, he could not have been nicer. Yeah, Could not have been more of a gentleman. People get upset right away. I
1: just don't understand why, if you make fun of one side you can make fun of the other that's called
0: funny that's yes. what
1: comedians do they take current events and no matter what your political views are you laugh yeah and it's still funny you make fun of trump's hair or obama's ears it's all funny yeah and it's and, funny and
0: some people make comments like i remember when he was funny and okay uh, well listen to this pot. listen to this interview because guess what he's really still quite funny yeah uh, there are some guys who as they move on in their career aren't as willing to talk about stuff they did in their past. Yeah. He could not have been more open to talking about his Saturday Night Live days, his HBO days, because that's really all that we had time to get into. We did at the end talk about his new stand-up special, which is coming out on Election Day, and we also talked about what he's going to be doing on this tour, and he is going out on tour with a gentleman named Mark Stein, who fills in for Rush Limbaugh on occasion, and uh, they're each going to do solo stuff, and Dennis made a point of saying, look, I'm not going to come out – and I'm not going to just um, – I'm not going to give a sermon. I'm not just going to preach to people. I don't want them to agree with me. Yeah. I want them laughing. Yeah, exactly. So he said when he gets out there, his hard drive takes over, <laughs> and he just wants to be funny. Yeah. And he, I, I honestly say this. He could not have been nicer. And you listen to the interview. At the end of the interview, he invited me to come out to the show, um, meet him when backstage. He, that's so it was really, nice. really very cool. And again – Off the air and on the air. He could not have been nicer. We talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm going to put the interview on at the end of this, uh, so give a listen to it. He was absolutely fantastic, and it got me thinking, because he really is, and it's because that's when I started really watching SNL, because he was on SNL from 85 to 91. So right at the end of his run is when I started getting into SNL, It's when I was 12, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking, like, who are my favorite SNL anchors? And because he was the first I really got into – He's my favorite, followed closely by Norm McDonald. And I asked Dennis, I said, who's your favorite other than yourself, obviously? Yeah. And he brought up Norm right away yeah. as well. So um, I wanted to make a list here of our favorite SNL anchors. And the problem with something like this is we can only really go off what we saw. Yeah. Like, there were some great ones who did uh, it early on, like Chevy Chase. He
1: was probably, the I think, the best, of before I started watching,
0: Bill Murray did it for I, a couple years. I didn't of years. realize when
1: I researched this. Yeah. I didn't realize Bill Murray. There,
0: there were a lot of great guys uh, and gals who did, uh, who did this.
1: Yeah, I, I was surprised by Bill Murray. I yeah. just didn't think that was his kind of shtick, you know, doing the news. But I, it was.
0: Dan Aykroyd did it. So mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of big names did it. But I can only go from like the '90s, late '80s to '90s on as far as ranking. And when I did my top four, there was kind of a steep decline from four to five for me. Because I'm ranking these guys and gals by themselves, I'm not ranking them as teams. When you look online for a lot of these rankings, they're putting teams together. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just ranking the one person. So yeah, me too. Your top five? Who are your favorite SNL Weekend Update? Anyways? I'll go
1: from five to one. Okay,
0: let's just we'll do a back and forth. So okay. Who's your fifth?
1: Uh, I have Kevin Nealon.
0: My my fifth is also Kevin Nealon. I
1: because he's dry, yes. but funny and smirky. And my favorite is when he would do like this punchline. He just stops. Yes, and waits for the laugh. And then goes on to the next. It was this brilliant timing. He's Neyland's all about timing. So
0: a lot of these guys who do the weekend updates, they're a timing. It yeah. is a thing. You have to deliver it, wait for the laugh, or <laughs> yeah. let something sit till the laugh comes yep. <laughs> and then move on. Yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah. So Kevin neilan my number five. Kevin
0: neilan was my number five as well. Who's your number four?
1: Uh number four, Colin Quinn.
0: All right. See, I wasn't I'm not a fan of Colin
1: Quinn. I know. A lot of people aren't, but to me, that heavy New York accent doing news to me just I'm laughing right now just thinking of him you know and, and I just I liked him and so, he's br- abrasive and uh, he's I just, very abrasive and he's very I just I, I dig that
0: and so. I don't even know if he's abrasive but his voice is that's abrasive that's
1: what I mean not his not his content yes he, just his, his talk, demeanor he, isn't he, abrasive he, everything yeah it's like he looks like he hasn't showered in a week he
0: just <laughs> really yeah he comes off and I don't like I said I don't. nothing he ever said was really angry no <laughs> I mean, just the way he's his voice it wasn't even the way he said
1: it and I think that's why when he's talking about politics yeah. or the news or whatever he's like ah, j- j-.
0: to me when he did it and to me a lot of it with this is also timing but it's also a comfort level yeah to me he always seemed uncomfortable doing it and i think
1: that's why i liked it because he shouldn't be in that like yeah he just it's like you put me into like as a cnn anchor yeah <laughs> like i don't belong there
0: <laughs> it, it always seemed like they looked around the room when they casted everyone for snl <laughs> those two years he's like they're like Colin, yeah, <laughs> it's like that's how we. Fit. And I he's think like, I got the job. Well I don't got to write anything. Okay, gets <laughs> <laughs> to write everything. Those guys write. That's true. they almost write all, their all stuff. the stuff by themselves. Who's your number three? Jimmy Fallon. Oh, uh, by the way, my number four. I'm sorry. Oh, Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers is my number See, four. I do not like Seth Meyers. See, I like Seth. I I liked his delivery a lot, and I liked when he interacted. I think he was probably the best at interacting with the guests when they brought the guests up on the, uh, up on the up uh, on the Weekend Update uh, desk because I liked when some of the characters came up. Because I don't like when people break all the time, because I feel like some people break to break in sketches. True. Like Jimmy Fallon. I always got that Jimmy Fallon was just laughing because people thought it was cute yeah. in sketches. But when Myers laughed, he was laughing when I was laughing. Yeah. Like, I was laughing at Fallon laughing, but Myers was laughing with us. I and see, laugh. that's
1: why I said Jimmy at three. Like, I like that he is, like, a fan of comedy.
0: I don't like Fallon. I know you don't. Yeah.
1: I like him because I, I, I like a comedian who laughs. Like I don't know, I dig that. So, because to me he's like very normal. Like to me he's like, he's a fan of comedy like me. Yeah, you know. So I like found a lot. So that's your number three. That's my number three.
0: My three's Tina Fey. Uh, She's I, my honorable mention. I love Tina. I thought she was fantastic, and she was the head writer. On the show at the time, she was also being the update anchor, so to write the update and and to be the head writer and overseeing everything else, I mean, the hours she must have been putting in there is absolutely ridiculous, and I thought she was fantastic both with Fallon and with Amy Poehler, and if you look at a lot of these rankings where they rank teams, like people who did it together and the solos, she is up there. In the top five with both, and I think she's fantastic. Yeah, she was my honorable mention. Yeah, like, I love Tina, and I just she's yeah. just
1: nice to look at.
0: Uh, oh, I think she's um, nice to look at, funny. I love Thirty Rock. She, I mean, that's my one B of, of sitcoms. I have Seinfeld in a very close second, maybe even a one B is Thirty Rock. So yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of everything Tina does, and even like Mean Girls. Like the content of Mean Girls is not for me, but her sensibility of oh. writing that movie, I, I die laughing. Even her character, yeah.
1: I mean, just in that movie. Yeah. Like, it, it, she's, she, and you you saw Sisters, I'm assuming. You saw yes. This. That movie to me, every time Leah walked, I was like, I, I'm not interested. That movie is hilarious.
0: Well, she was in Date Night, I think it was. Yeah, that with, was a good uh, one. Not Date Night. Maybe it wasn't Date Night, but whatever movie she was in with Steve Carell. Yes. Where they were a married couple going out on a date. Yeah, I forget was, the night. That the movie. was a good movie. How about your number two?
1: I have Dennis Miller, at number two. All right. I um, think our one and two are back yeah. and forth. Yeah. I love Dennis Miller. Um. I am I mean this isn't a weekend update, but I am probably one of the few people who liked him on Monday Night Football.
0: I no, I was there
1: with you. I,
0: I, By the way, we talked about Monday Night Football at the end.
1: Uh, to me, he was awesome because he <laughs> provided sometimes when a game is boring. Yes. It is a fresh, different, funny insight on on Monday Night Football. And people crapped all over yes. him. And it was and I think that's when he started to get a little political too. So I'm wondering if that kind of well, he
0: was very political in his comedy the whole ever, all the time, but it just it leaned the that's other way, he, which is more accepted in yeah. in in entertainment.
1: Yeah, so it was he I and but on on uh, the Weekend Update, it, he was just so his delivery. But that's how his stand up is. It and that's nothing I didn't like. I like he didn't change from his stand up to No, he just It's that tweaked was it a bit. Yeah. yeah, it was it was him. It was yeah. Dennis Miller and it was great. He's awesome.
0: Yeah, uh he uh he's my we'll get to him. Uh, Norm McDonald's my number 2. Mm-hmm. Uh I love Norm. Uh, I think he was so cutting edge and so fantastic and I love Norm and everything he does. And if we're really ranking these, this is kind of the same way as Seinfeld and 30 Rock for me. It's a 1A, 1B. Yeah. Uh Norm was so good. And oh. you talk about delivery And that's not even Norm delivering. That's just Norm. Because if you watch everything he does, his sitcom, uh, when you had a sitcom for a while, his stand-up specials, his new show on Netflix. Netflix, Oh, I love that show. uh, And and when he was on uh, SNL. Uh, yeah, because the person running the network at the time was buddies with OJ. Yeah, so he got canned for doing jokes, being told not to do it. Some call it stupid. Uh, personally, I would not want to get canned for doing what I what I was told <laughs> not to do. But you know, Norm is 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 the man, and he was hilarious. So, yeah, and he's my number he's one. He's your number one.
1: And and the reason, and like, just like you said, I feel like he's not a character. No, that's Norm. Like sometimes the the Weekend Update guys are like characters. Like it's not them playing that they're playing a news anchor HBO. yes norm is norm whether he's doing like you said it's him that's norm and, and that's him so if you catch him on the street drinking a, a coke or on tv that's how he is and that's and and that's why i think he's he's probably one of the funniest people alive because th- that's just him and i love that i dig that so much
0: and as i said my number one is dennis miller and to go back to the dennis miller and monday night football what i liked about that um it was two worlds coming together that you rarely saw come together i love comedy <laughs> And I love sports. It was two of my favorite things. And to have them loved it it was something different and something you don't get to hear on really any other kind of uh, sports broadcast. You get that a little honestly, and I compared him to this with the the Phillies broadcast with Larry Anderson. Now, Larry Uh Anderson, a former player and an analyst. But the dude's hilarious, naturally hilarious. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing, but on a different level. Dennis was hilarious. He knew a little football. you know. He could do the job. And at the end of the interview, I didn't know how to ask him this, because I didn't know how he'd be about the whole Monday Night Football thing because how it was the reaction in the public. And I never heard him really talk about it all that much. So at the end of the interview, I asked him, when you look back on your career, because if you look at his Wikipedia page, this is his Wikipedia page.
1: It's, I know it's it's, it's crazy.
0: He just done so much. He's done everything in entertainment, mm-hmm. everything. I said of all the stuff you've had to do, you've gotten to do over the years. What's the one thing that kind of blows your mind? And he went right to Monday Night Football, which is what I wanted the answer to be. Yeah, yeah. And then he, we started talking about that, and he gave us his feelings on being offered the job and then losing his job. How he knew it was going to happen. Was it only
1: a year? It was two years. It was two years.
0: Yeah, and uh, Madden left NB uh, left Fox. To come to NBC. So as soon as Miller saw Madden leaving Fox, he knew he was doomed. Yeah. And you got to listen to the interview. He tells a great, but he gets I, a great story.
1: I think I like, because did he not do it with Al Michaels? Was Al Michaels? Yes. Not? So, because I remember Al Michaels losing it. Yeah. When Dennis Miller. And to me, that was so genuine. And yeah. that made me like it even more. Yep. To hear Al Michaels, probably, probably one of the best play by play. A lot of people say he's, he's the, business, the best. Yeah. And I think he is, probably. I can't, I mean, and he just, to have him lose it. Yeah. On live television during a game to me was like mind-blowing.
0: It was just a nice mix that you didn't get to see ever before and I don't know if we've ever seen it ever again. So your top 5 again?
1: Uh top 5. So number 1 was uh, Norm McDonald, 2 was Dennis Miller, 3 Jimmy Fallon, 4 Colin Quinn and 5 Kevin Nealon.
0: I have Dennis Miller, Norm McDonald, Tina Fey, Seth Meyers, Kevin Nealon. When you led with Nealon, I was a little worried we were going to have the a different list. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we <laughs> uh, here's a question for you and uh-huh. I didn't know this. Who do you think has done the most episodes of uh, as a weekend update host?
1: I don't think any of our top five. Um, would it be Chevy Chase?
0: Nope. Uh, Chevy Chase did 31 episodes. That's it. Wow. This guy did 154 episodes. Wow, I don't know. Seth Meyers. Really? He did it for eight seasons.
1: Eight seasons? Eight
0: seasons. And uh, guess who? Uh, second, six seasons, 117 episodes. Also on my list. Was it Nealon? Tina Fey, really? Tina Fey did 117. She is number two. Dennis Miller is number five. Uh, number three, excuse me. 111 episodes, 94 episodes. Colin Jost, the current anchor, along oh, okay. with his partner Michael Che, 86 episodes. He's in fifth. So I would; those guys are, are looking to at least probably past uh, Dennis. Uh, at least I a column say, at some point this I season. haven't
1: watched SNL probably in three years.
0: Your boy Jimmy Fallon comes in sixth uh, with 80, tied with Amy Poehler. Then you get Jane Curtin at 78. And then you got to get all the way down to 69 episodes uh, for Norm MacDonald. Wow. So there's your list. That's of- right, because he got canned yep. pretty abruptly. He did. Uh, he still did. Four seasons, yeah. I, maybe I don't know if it's four complete, but he did four seasons. Bill Murray did it for forty episodes, hmm. which is hard to believe. Just before I, our time, I just don't even know. He I did it from uh, seventy-eight to eighty, so hmm. I was a baby to two years old. Yeah. So there you go. Those are our lists of our favorites. SNL. We can update anchors real quick. We only have a. Let's do two minutes here on this. Sure. I saw Venom. Did you see it? I did not see it. I saw Venom. Uh, here's what I will say about people, the critics who gave it like thirty-one percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Lighten up. Is it Avengers: Infinity War? No. Is it Deadpool? No. Is it a fun movie? Yes. Does it have flaws? I will say yes, it does have flaws, uh, especially some of the CGI at the end when the two um, symbiotes are fighting each other. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell what's going on. Okay. There, there, there's things happening that make it very difficult to see who is who and what's happening. It, just yeah. looks, like, it looks like Jello is fighting. <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Kind of how I imagine Bill Cosby in jail right now.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't going to go there, but I was thinking it.
0: Uh, and uh, So Lighten Up, uh, I give it a solid... Two and a half, two point two point seven five, 2.75, almost three yeah. on the scale he out of did five. did a ton of money. It's fun. It's fun, and I can't wait to the sequel because the best part of it is Venom and Tom Hardy interacting with each That's other. That's
1: what I've heard. It's just hilarious. They're
0: hilarious together. So when we get a movie where those two are together for the whole movie, I'm all in. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. My uh, least favorite part of the movie was I went with Shirk. <laughs> And we walk in there, and it was we went to a one o'clock on a Friday yeah. showing, and uh, we decided we were going to get some drinks because great thing about going to uh, the movie theater night you can get drinks. So I had a I had a Dirt Wolf, yeah, a uh, great beer. What do you think, Shirk ordered?
1: <laughs> I would say beer, but for some reason this story is going. I don't think some so. sort
0: of m- mixed drink. Uh, and he's sitting there and he's stirring it in the oh, movie, Lord. and it's got a straw. Fighting the straw, trying to locate it. <laughs> I've never sat next to a forty-some-year-old man who's Did- drinking a mixed drink in a movie theater. I before. had a
1: Cosmo before Venom.
0: Also, I'm into uh, <laughs> I'm into season three of a Daredevil. Really good, enjoying that.
1: Did you see they canceled?
0: Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. And t- to go I'm off that, two of the Netflix shows, Marvel Netflix shows, canceled now. Yeah. Iron Fist, which doesn't surprise me. No, that was horrible. Luke Cage, though. That one kind of surprised me. Luke Cage me. was good. I, I, now, I I will tell you that I lost interest very early on in the second season.
1: Yeah, I didn't finish the second season. Here's the thing. I think a lot of these cancellations are not because of even, I, even Iron
0: Fist. It's because of Disney. I agree. They want that. And, and if, if you read the Iron Fist announcement very carefully, it says... Iron Fist will not continue on Netflix. It, does, exactly. it says it will be, has been canceled on Netflix. They make a point to say on Netflix.
1: Same thing with Luke. I think you're going to see this is probably the last season of Daredevil. I, I don't know if they're doing another Jessica Jones. I think you're going to see a lot of these come. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. They own them. Why would Disney allow that it makes
0: no sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, I think that's where they're all going to go. I think they might, you you might not see another Iron Fist se- season. You might not see another Luke Cage season. I think you might see them come together, Defenders. the Heroes for Hire. Those two were Heroes for oh, Hire. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, So yeah, you yeah, might yeah. see those two combine. Daredevil and Jessica Jones, I can see kind of living on in their own series.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see the, the, the third season of Daredevil. That is so good. He is such a good Daredevil. I would love to see him. With the big boys.
0: We'll have to see. I, I don't know if that'll ever happen. I really think they're going to keep those two worlds separate.
1: I know. It kind of upset it. I mean, I know they kind of always touch on it. Yeah. And they always mention the Avengers.
0: But it's nice that part. they all live in the same universe, but yeah. they do, they work really hard at keeping them separate. One
1: thing I didn't like about Venom, I really wish it was part of the MCU. I, MCU.
0: Uh, Sony's keeping it separate. I I, I, one person says it's good that Venom succeeded, and this is a guy, John Campy. I watch his, um, I listen to it. I just put it on the background when I'm at work, his movie blog. And, um,. He says Venom succeeding is good news for those of us who like Spider-Man in the MCU. True. Because if they can do it without Spider-Man, these characters... Then they'll leave Spider-Man over Alone, there, yeah. and we can kind of enjoy him in the MCU.
1: And I, I really like Tom Holland. Yeah, and I Spider-Man. like him over
0: there yeah. in the That's MCU. I like all those characters together. I, I do think that was a good point. I didn't think of uh, Mega Millions, one point six billion dollars. Got my ticket, baby. Yeah, we should, do. We need a show ticket.
1: We need a show ticket. I'm going right. to stop afterwards. And I'm right. going to get a show ticket. I'll
0: give you two bucks. Send okay. me the uh, send me the uh, the ticket number. The- also, uh, did you see Powerball went up to like 640000000 million? I'm going to win them both. So let's get, we'll do both. We'll do both. All right, we'll do both. We'll do both. And then we'll take this big time. Yeah. And by big time, means we'll stop doing
1: it. Yeah, on an island. <laughs> you might see, we'll tweet something from our private island.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a goodbye yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> you'll, <laughs>
1: yeah. you'll never hear never from, hear from us again bye bye
0: 222 podcast <laughs> brought to you by clingers pubs.com three great locations clingers on carsonia clingers at the <laughs> airport and hopefully clingers of fleetwood will be open sometime very very soon hey reach out and touch us on facebook at mike and robbie look for us uh at twitter at mike and robbie and 222mnr at gmail.com is the uh, email address that you can uh, find us. And don't forget, as I said earlier, get on that Apple Podcast app and uh, rate us. Give yeah. us four, five stars, something like that. Five. And by the way, if you see Robbie at Clingers, make sure you tell everybody who he is. Hey, you know who I am? I'm Robbie. You're Robbie. I'm big time. What do you want to say to these animals? I'm big time. He's big time, folks. Don't ever forget it. And if you see him at Clingers, try not to make eye contacts. <laughs> Welcome back, WEEU Morning Show. Phone numbers 610-374-8800, 1-800-323-8800. Email that's mkeller at WEEEU.com and you can text us, 267-422-2830. I am beyond excited right now to welcome onto the program comedian, former update anchor on Saturday Night Live, former man whose uh, HBO show I was absolutely addicted to, When I was in college and uh, he's bringing his tour along with Mark Stein, the adorable, deplorable tour to the Santander Performing Arts Center in February. Tickets on sale now. Go to Ticketmaster.com. The great Dennis Miller on the show with us. Good morning, Dennis. How are you? Good morning, young Mike. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic, and I, I want to thank you for taking a couple minutes to chat with us here on the WEEU Morning Show. It's a, a big thrill. I, I grew up watching you on SNL, on uh, your HBO show, which I remember distinctly. Uh, I was in college, and this was obviously before uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, YouTube or uh, Hulu or Netflix. So my mom would record HBO on a VHS tape. And then every couple weeks, I'd go home, and I'd get the VHS tapes, and I'd go back to my dorm room, and I would just binge-watch your show. So I was binge-watching before it was cool.
2: Before binge-watching was hip, or even available. So thank
0: you, Mike. And unfortunately, when I was in college, I was Netflix and chilling by myself, unfortunately.
2: Well, at least you didn't tell me you were watching me on Betamax. That would have made me feel like a dinosaur.
0: But thank you very much. No, well, thank you. Uh, excited to have you here. And you know, I was I was looking at your uh, life, and your Wikipedia page is like a novel. It is just—it's. I printed it out, and I—I I think I cost the company about a uh, hundred bucks in paper to print out your Wikipedia page. But you grew up in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh. Do you do you get back here to PA all that often?
2: Um. You know, my my uh, mom passed, and I don't get back as much, but uh, I'm always thankful I was raised there, because, boy, when you uh, get a job in show business, you are in the center of the ethereal, touchy-feely universe. <laughs> and I remember being so grounded growing up in Pittsburgh, and I remember as I left to go, I said to my mom, you know, I have to go try these jokes, Mom, I don't know much about this. And uh, she said, oh, I love you, son, just don't become an <laughs> So that that admonition always held me in good stead. As you'd be in these meetings with these people who were so flighty and so dreamerish, you know, and they'd be looking at you and uh, saying nothing, nonsense. It was like that old saying. They were speaking, or they were talking until they thought of something to say. I'd always have this grin on my face, and I'd think of my mom, and I'd say, just be nice, just smile, nod. They're nice people, too. They're different than you. And it helped me in good stead growing up in Pittsburgh.
0: I'd imagine uh, you know, going to New York City for SNL, going to L.A., you can't really live in two more different places than New York and L.A. to what you kind of grew up with there in Pittsburgh.
2: Well, I will say um, New York was... uh, At that point, I I at least was amongst a group of other young people who quite didn't know what to make of it, like Lovitz and I, and Mm -hmm. Dana the next season became friends. And we all came from pretty common stock, and (laughs) we used to at least be able to go into a meeting room late at night When we were writing all night and locked the door, and go, can you believe that we're still here? And then you'd hear a knock at the door, and it would be like uh, you know Eddie Van Halen and Willie Nelson. And we'd look at each other again and raise our eyebrows and say, Can you believe? But then you realize that at some point Eddie Eddie Van Halen and Willie Nelson didn't believe that they got their lives. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of it it was a good way of learning that everybody out there is sort of uh, uh, there's a few people who. Or to the manner born, and not very nice about it, but most of the people I met late like, would shake their heads and say, I can't believe I could to do this. So it was a good lesson.
0: When you look back on your time on SNL as, uh, I think, the best update anchor to ever do the job, uh, uh, what, what, what kind of memories do you have of being on set there besides hanging out and trying to believe that you're actually there?
2: Um, I remember thinking that um, there's that side of the, you know, your your uh, your thoughts and the other. Th- side is, if I don't do this well for <clears throat> two, maximum three weeks in a row, I'll have a co-anchor. That's what I worked <laughs> off every week. So when I would get to Friday, uh, you know, it's like gladiator school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd think, you know, you better quit all this, uh, oh, can I do, this? and sit down and write around 15 great jokes right now, or... Next week, you're probably going to be sitting here with a co-anchor. So it was always one of my proudest things is that I made it six years hosting Weekend Update alone, because I think they're predisposed, as I understand now. There are two guys doing it. Mm -hmm. I know Jimmy and uh, Tina did. Yeah, I think they'd like to go with a co-anchor thing, but the the little uh, rabid dog in me. Tried to fight that off and I made it for six years alone. I was always proud of
0: that. You were primarily you know, the Weekend Update anchor, but every now and then you'd pop up on a sketch. Did you enjoy kind of leaving the desk and uh, getting to be in a sketch?
2: No, I tried to get out of that every <laughs> week uh, because I thought of myself as the DH in the American League. I said, stay out of these sketches because you're always going to be the fourth most effective guy in the sketch after let's say Phil Dana, John, and Mike Myers comes in. I was always going to be the fifth guy. I would usually play a bartender who would have to stand there. And once once you're in a sketch, you have to block it during the week, lighting and movement and all that. And uh, it, Regardless if you're the star of that sketch or the fifth lead, you have to be there for the four to five hours it takes to walk through a sketch. And I hated that. Uh, so I would always go around if somebody wrote me into something I'd go around and ask them to take me out, except if it looked like something very fun, you know, like mm-hmm. we did It's a Wonderful Life parody once. And I said, no, that'd be fun to be in a sketch with David and John dressed up like Harry from It's a Wonderful Life, the brother Harry. But m- most often over the years, I would try to get out of them and just do weekend
0: It's funny that you mentioned you would, like, be a bartender in the sketch, because when I close my eyes and I think about you in SNL sketches, for some reason I think of you as a waiter. Were you a waiter in one of the sketches?
2: Yeah, I was a waiter in every sketch. (laughs) It was like, uh, you know... uh, Tina was on the date with the girl, and uh-huh. Phil was the major D, and Lovitz <laughs> was the obnoxious guy at the next table. They all had meaty parts, and I'd come in and say, "Here's your scotch and soda," and that was it.
0: But you killed it, Dennis.
2: Yeah, I was. I became expert at that to the point where I actually started working as a waiter in New
0: York after all. <laughs> no. uh, have you? Do you have? Do you have a favorite uh, update anchor? Obviously, other than yourself. Yeah, I like Norm. You know, obviously. Tina was great. Mm-hmm. I, I always thought Tina
2: was brilliant, but when you mix together like a sardonic character and a guy. You know, Norm invented the phrase fake news. He'd start the news with that, which always made me laugh. he said, hey, Normingdale he has here's the fake news. And uh, so I always liked uh, Norm because he just could care less. And the O.J. jokes were so brutal. And it always made me laugh that Olmeyer was in charge of the network at that point, and he was friends with O.J. And I don't know if they stayed friends. I don't quite know all that, but I know he... he was very dear friends with O.J. for a long time, and he used to tell Norm to stop doing the O.J. jokes, and then Norm would come out the next week. <laughs> <laughs> with just the most brutal O.J. joke, and just something about the rebel nature of it, and indeed it ended up costing him the job. He got fired, but um, I, don't know. I I I think Norm's a genius, and I think he's an un budging
0: one, so I admire that about him. You mentioned how uh, Norm started the news. Well, you ended the news with that's the news, I'm out of here. Did that come up kind of just organically, or is that something you worked on?
2: No, I remember thinking I need a hook, so I thought it'd be good to come out and do uh, rock and roll music, and then at the end, I thought, I need something they can hang their hat on here, since they see you so briefly. You need the equivalent of a catchphrase. And then I remember... You know, when you first get SNL all of a sudden you're, for lack of a better word, you get famous. I'm not saying that means anything, but people do know you. I remember being at the base of the Parthenon, and uh, <laughs> in Greece, with uh, and this guy pulled up to a stop sign down there, and he was in like a red Elf or Romeo with a beautiful woman. It was like a typical La Dolce Vita scene, and he looked over at me, and then he started to pull out and then he stopped again double take pumps the brakes looks over at me and does that thing i used to do where i would scribble on the paper <laughs> and i thought it was like the, up till that point the coolest moment in my <laughs> professional career i thought i'm in Athens the guy just recognized me and did my sign off and blew my mind
0: by the way, that is the first reference to the Parthenon in the history of the WEEU Morning Show. So five years, and you and you broke our you broke our uh, record there.
2: That's that big one up on the hill that's all in crappy shape, right? <laughs> it needs a redo. I'm telling you, they got to get a septic system
0: in there. Um, I, I just want to fast forward to your HBO show, um, Dennis Miller Live. Did you enjoy doing that? I mean, obviously it was oh, critically was acclaimed. Great
2: break. Jeez, I mean, I had gotten whacked from a syndicated show after uh-huh. six months. And I remember Michael Fuchs, the head of HBO, called me. It was like literally, I whacked on a Thursday, he called me Saturday, and he said, "Listen, man, lick your wounds." He said, "I uh, love your son. of Uber. He said, "That wasn't a dream fit for you. Come over here and do whatever you want, and I'll try to get you as many episodes on the air as I can." Now that indeed, that turned out to be three. It wasn't. So it was more like shooting a pilot, in Uh, Mm essence. But he at least was giving me a chance and I had. You always wonder, geez, do I get hired again? So I went over and I did three, and then Emmy submissions were due. And I said to the guys, uh, well, we'll submit the third one. I I know that's all the progress we've (laughs) made. (laughs) And we submitted the third one, and we won the Emmy. And uh, and then it ended up being 215 episodes and five Emmys later. But uh, it was uh, very provident that he threw me the... uh, threw me the line, that I grabbed it, and that we scored right away.
0: It was such a great format, and it fit you so perfectly. You know, you have the interview, you do the news, and then you'd have your rant at the end. Did you know, like instantaneously, when they said you can do whatever you want, that you kind of want to structure it like that?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you think about it, it's not redoing the wheel. I came out and did some monologue jokes. And then they would ratchet down to a big topic of the week. No, that was pretty uh that was that was a good hook. I don't want to get off in a rant here. Even that I could see that I was using uh some sort of a once again the thing about having somewhere to hang their hat. I remember thinking this needs an in and an out to delineate this rant thing. So I would say I don't want to get off and rant here, do the rant, which was very bodacious usually. And uh, you know, very pronounced opinion and then at the end I remember thinking, Don't take yourself too seriously, leaving it and I would always cut it at the end with, Of course that's just my opinion, I could be wrong Then it just led to uh, somebody to speak about the subject of that rant and then at the end they just wanted to do weekend update again, so we called it the big picture. <laughs> so the the components were not exactly uh new and revolutionary, but they I think they were arranged in a nice manner and also the fact that on HBO since there are no commercial breaks mm-hmm. I think it played to just being like, I always thought of it as like Larry Mahan riding a Brahma bull at a rodeo. They'd open the gate, and then I had 25 minutes, and then it was over each week. So I really was able to, you know, bam, 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 those 25
0: minutes. We're talking with Dennis Miller. He's bringing the Adorable, deplorable tour along with Mark Stein to the Santander Performing Arts Center on Friday, February 22nd. Tickets on sale now up at the box office at the arena and online at ticketmaster.com. Obviously, you've been keeping very, very busy. You got a new comedy special that's coming out on November 6th on Election Day and you do a twice-weekly podcast. Uh, what are people what should people expect when when they get their tickets and come on out to the Adorable, deplorable tour in February?
2: Well, Mark, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a flat-out genius,
0: Mark Steyn. We got carry I, the Rush Limbaugh show, and, and he fills in for Rush uh, yeah. all, quite often.
2: Well, I think he's a, I think he's along with Victor Davis Hanson, probably the most eloquent spokesperson on the contemporary uh, scene. I mean, and he mixes it with so many funny allusions. And that we were having dinner one night, we were laughing so hard. I said we had to at least try this on the road, so we're going out to try. I, I believe, four dates next year and see how it goes. But uh, I think we'll probably come out solo uh, for half an hour, 40 minutes each, and then do a a protracted Q&A at the end, because I've seen how he thinks on his feet. and It's simpatico political beliefs to me. So I'm viewing it as a, uh, I don't know, a nice sense of salon on any given (laughs) night. I enjoy talking to him. We kind of dovetail with each other. And we have a lot of fun, uh, but also I, I don't want people to think that it turns into some sturm and drang. And we're out there to be—I'm uh, out there to be funny. I, you know, when I get on stage, my hard drive takes over, and I don't want them walking out with stenosis of the neck from nodding in the affirmative to me. I want them walking out holding their side because they've laughed so hard. And then Mark's very funny, and he's also smarter than I am about the world we live in. And then the Q and A—I think will be a nice uh, back and forth.
0: Obviously, you've done you know TV, everything. Do you still get jazzed up, excited to go out on stage and do live comedy?
2: Yeah, because it can go horribly wrong. <laughs> you know, I assume it's yeah. the difference between a cliff diver being on a high dive at a swimming pool... <laughs> and then climbing a rock face to do it. <laughs> Everything else you do kind of can be reshot, mm-hmm. or it's tape on delay, or if something goes horribly wrong, you know, there's some sort of salvage operation to be done. <laughs> Stand up, being in front of a crowd, you have around five minutes where they go, oh, that's nice, that's him. And then it can go horribly wrong, and indeed, if it does, they feel doubly betrayed. It's like a multiplier, because you're the one... <laughs> Who's come to their town, got them out of their house on any given evening, have them sitting there, and they now have to be embarrassed for somebody they ostensibly like so it's it's funny that uh, the fear factor and I've talked to Seinfeld about this he's the same thing the it's the juice you know it can go it can go awry, and that makes it fun.
0: Uh, The adorable, deplorable tour coming to the Santander Performing Arts Center, Friday, February 22nd. As I said, tickets on sale now. But prior to that, as I mentioned just a minute ago, you have your new stand-up special coming out on November 6th called Dennis Miller Fake News. Real jokes. uh, What should people expect uh, other than what I think what the title uh, perfectly puts out there?
2: Well, listen, I I must say there are days I uh, shake my head at Trump. There are more days I don't. I think he's getting some good results. I think there's enough comedy out there for them. There's probably a baker's dozen of people who wake up every day and seem to think he's Adolf Hitler who have comedy shows. I'm not like that. I I don't think he's perfect, but I also think he's getting some great results for the middle class in this country. Uh, I like his sense of humor sometimes. There are other times I find it a little crass. But I just think that uh, I I wanted to do a special where I chastised him a little for the things I believe are chastisable. And I gave him credit for the things, but more importantly, I just did jokes about them. You know, I, I want to do jokes. It's turned into such a strident Hatfield-McCoy culture war in this mm-hmm. country. I just remember thinking, well, I'm going to go out and just try to get laughs and let the chips fall. i say this about Donald Trump. Uh, and... Well, I do believe there are days, uh, <laughs> I don't know why he would call that woman a horse face. That seems crazy to me, but say this about Trump, I do think his outer voice, warts and all, is an entirely accurate reflection of his inner voice, <laughs> whereas I never thought Hillary's inner voice and outer voice have ever even had a cup of coffee together. So can I say that for for once to watch a politician, who says the same things you hear your friends say about when you're watching a football game or having a, you know, a drink at a club where you shake your head and go, I can't believe they said that. I I find that part of Trump not to be off-putting like most people do, but I find it kind of uh, funny to me.
0: And Sorry, that- but I do. And that comes out on uh, Tuesday, November 6th on uh, Amazon, it's on um, uh, iTunes, it's Steam, Google Play, so lots of ways to enjoy his comedy special, Dennis Miller, Fake News, Real Jokes. Dennis, I-, I appreciate all your time. I'll let you go on this. You mentioned earlier sitting in a room with Dana Carvey, John Lovitz backstage at Saturday Night Live trying to figure out how you got there. You've done so much. You've I feel like you've literally done everything in entertainment is there anything that, as you look back on your career, you're, you're kind of surprised you had the opportunity to do that?
2: Well, listen, when you, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where it's impossible to get Steeler tickets. So I watched it. <laughs> you know, I watched every game at home on my couch in my underwear. Uh-huh. So to have Don Olmeyer call me back after an audition and said, you want to do Monday Night Football? He said, well, you and Al got on great. You know, I auditioned with Al. We laughed. Uh-huh. or took us off. I know football pretty well. I mean, I, you know, people can look back on it any way they want. I don't I don't beg for anybody's approbation. I had fun there for two years. I remember thinking when John Madden left Fox, I called Dan Fouts. I said, listen, it's like G. Gordon Liddy. Tell him what corner you're going to be on so innocents don't get hit in the crossfire. But we're going down this afternoon. <laughs> he said, why? We're... We're hired for his third year, I said, I don't care, Madden just left Fox, and he's not he's not leaving to sit up in the Dakota with his old lady and drink frappuccinos all day, I guarantee you, he's coming here, and we're dead, so sure enough, we got whacked that afternoon, and I always thought, uh, well, I would have whacked me too, I mean, that's just the way the world works, John Madden's the best guy who ever did it, and quite frankly, if I'm ever in L.A. on any given night, and I want to do stand-up comedy, and I go into the improv, and John Madden's on stage, they better haul his fat off too, that's the way the world works. But I must say when that I got that first call and he said, Do you wanna be on? we do you wanna be in the Monday Night Football booth? That shocked me a little.
0: Did you think maybe someone was messing with you?
2: Um, no, I could tell it was Olmey's voice, but I remember thinking this is going to be a cultural firestorm. I, I just remember thinking this is a... So when Sports Illustrated called me, they wanted to do a cover story on me. I at least had the good sense, and I, I always feel good about this. I hadn't done a game yet. I said, guys, as much as I'd love to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated, I have to pass because I don't even know if I'll be any good at this. And I don't want to. I don't want to look like uh, full of myself beforehand. That's how you alienate yourself from the team. You have to work with all the other guys. So I said, "So I'm going to pass." If somewhere a year or two from now you like what I'm doing, fine. But I'm going to pass. And they still ran the story, but they used a photo, an old photo, and they photoshopped it. And um, I don't think that I even got interviewed for that. So <laughs> I feel I feel my like karma is good. At least going in, I was as tremulous as most of America was.
0: Well, Dennis, I appreciate your time. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us here on the WEEU Morning Show. And uh, enjoy your time here in Reading come February.
2: Yeah, and if you're uh, around, just call um, my publicist and uh, Jeff Abraham and Come backstage and I'll arrange tickets if you'd like, and I'd like to meet you.
0: You're a nice man. Thank you. That would be fantastic. Thank you. That's Dennis Miller. See his adorable, deplorable tour right here in Reading on Friday, February 22nd. And again, his uh, next comedy special Tuesday, November 6th called Dennis Miller Fake News, Real Jokes. Tickets on sale for the adorable, deplorable tour right now up on Ticketmaster.com.